Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service this morning. Good to see everybody out. Uh, still a lot of sickness going around, but good to have you all with us. Uh, I guess, Sam, the only guy that's looking out here on the bulletin, uh, our Holy Week services that we've had for the past few years were probably do them the 10th through the 14th and we'll be here one night and it'll be just like we did in the past I'll rotate each night to this church but we'll be here one of the five nights we'll get a schedule out and uh, get our singers lined up we'll have that hopefully next week uh, remind you also uh, the 24th Gail and I will be in Gatlinburg we got to go to a meeting over at Gatlinburg at the, uh, this rural health consortium. Uh, we should be back by the uh, night time, the game night on the 25th. Pleasant Hills had a breakfast that morning, which we'll miss it, but uh, we should be back here by the uh, afternoon on the 25th to be here for the uh, game, whatever the youth have planned. So, uh, as we Go to the Lord in our prayers this morning. Uh, need some updates. What about uh, Don? Uh, I guess what's the latest on him? He's home. He's home. Now they put a pacemaker. Uh, pacemaker and defibrillator. Defibrillator. Okay. Both. Put both. Okay. And what about uh, Francis? I believe she's doing pretty good because David's home this morning. David's home, okay. Yeah, David's so home right now. Let's go to Francis. Good. If she's not doing well, he'd, he'd be there. Be there with her. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, Helen, anything up on her? She had a couple of days that she wasn't feeling well, but I don't know if that's the day. You know, do you know, Joyce? Brenda's still out with it, so we need Brenda. Others that we need to lift up. Remember Debbie Tran. Debbie Tran. Debbie. Okay. Is this a health problem? Okay. So. Others? Remember my aunt in Grace. 
single, Dorothy Davis, she's having heart problems. She's not doing good. Dorothy, what's that last name? Davis. Davis? Okay. Remember Dorothy, her heart situation. Others? Let's remember our resumption of our singing is coming Sunday night. Uh, a week from tonight, so we want to be the ones who will be doing the singing. Uh, are there others? Remember Dwight Williams, he was sent on the hospice on Friday. Dwight Williams, okay. Struggles along with her problems. Uh, Allie Itson. Allie? Yeah. Okay. Others? Any unspoken? Let's go to the Lord. Almighty God, as we again coming to your house this morning. We're thankful for yet another beautiful Lord's Day you've given us. One more day of opportunities to serve you and to be your witness and to do all we can, Father, just to reach out to those who are in need, those who are wandering lost this morning, those who, for whatever reason, determined they didn't desire to be in your house for any church services for whatever reason. May we do all we can, Father, to reach out to these people and to take the word to them and to, in some way, by our words and deeds, be the influence that might break down the barriers that exist between these individuals and your son Jesus Christ, that they would see what it is that God has to offer through his son and that they would <coughs> gladly accept and want to be a part of this joy and peace and contentment that only he can give us. So Father, just use us in whatever way that you may have a need for each one of us. And as we come in this morning, Father, we're thankful for all the blessings and joys that you have given to us. And we just, the burdens that we carry with us of our loved ones who are suffering the illnesses and losing a lost loved one or whatever their problem, Father, that we lift up today. These names that we have mentioned and some have been on our prayer chain and list for several weeks. We just lift them up again, Father, knowing that you hear our prayers and that you answer according to your schedule and your uh, will. So we're just uh, thankful, Father, that we had you to come to in these situations. We just ask again that you would continue to bless this church, this congregation. Help us, Father, to just be the voice and the shining light in this community that we need to be. Be with those who are away from us today on traveling and vacations or whatever that you would bring them safely back to us travel-wise and they'll be back with us, Father, as soon as possible. Be with us, especially next Sunday night as we restart our Sunday night singings, we just ask that you would bless the ones who will be coming to sing for us and also just be with the ones who come out to hear and to be the uh, members in the sanctuary to be blessed by the singing next Sunday. Now go with us, Father, through the remainder of this service and this day. Lead, guide, and direct us the way you would have us to go. These things, Father, we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. At this time, if our ushers come forward, we'll receive our morning tithes and offerings. Our Father, again today, we're just thankful for every blessing you have given to each one of us. Now, as we receive this offering in your Son's name, may we do so, Father, in thankfulness for your help and assistance to us. And now may we, in turn, help someone in need today by this offering that we are receiving. And they would come to realize the love and compassion that your Son has for each one of them. Also, this congregation, Father, shares that same concern. So we receive this offering again today, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, for all the things he has done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I titled the message today, Triumphs Through Christ. Victories that we have come to know and realize that are a result of the love and compassion that Christ has for us. And I read to you from the fifth chapter of Romans, uh, verses 1 through 12, and ask those who are able to stand, if you would, Please stand for the reading of God's Word as we go to Romans 5, beginning with uh, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulations work of patience, and patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope make it uh, not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some will even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if and we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by, this, by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Uh, as I said, I titled the message, The Triumphs Through God, or Christ, that we have received and that we know has been given to us by our acceptance, and of course, as the scripture said, by our faith 
and the reconciliation that uh, the death on the cross brought to us, uh, to our Heavenly Father. Uh, the very first verse, one, are started off by saying that we were at peace, or that we are at peace with God, having been reconciled by our faith and by our trust, that we come to accept Christ at different ages. Some came early. Uh, some came at a later date. And unfortunately, some haven't come yet. So uh, this is the faith, this is the trust that brings us to the peace and contentment that we know and enjoy, and also knowing uh, and satisfying our minds that we have been reconciled back into uh, the family of God and that we have the eternity before us that we so desire. So it is a wonderful thought knowing that Christ died for us to give us all of these victories and these triumphs that we uh, enjoy today. Uh, now, one thing that the scripture said, uh, that we glory in tribulations, in trials and tribulations. In other words, when things don't go right, when the going gets tough, God's word says we're to use that for our glory. We're to use it to glorify the Father in heaven by what he does for us to bring us through all of these trials and these tribulations. It's not to get us down or to defeat us, but it's to give us an opportunity to share and to uh, let others see that when the going does get rough, that we have an advocate that we can always go to that has an answer for us, even though sometimes it may not be the answer we're looking for. But yet he has an answer for us. So that is the glory that we receive from our reconciliation uh, or coming to know Christ as our Lord and Savior. So uh, whenever the going gets tough, uh, too many people choose to take the easy way out. Oh, it's, it's easy just to throw your hands up and say, I quit or I give up. Everybody's against me. Everything's against me. But that's not what God wants you to do. That, that's not the approach that God asks you to take. He says when these times come to you, we're to use them to glorify him. We're, we're to use him to our advantage, uh, not only to solve the problems that we're facing, but also to use it as a means to show others who may be non-believers just what he can do and what he offers to them. So it's a two-fold situation. It benefits us. It benefits the non-believers by letting them see, be an eyewitness to just what God can and what he will do. So we find the idea of just giving up to be out of the question. There's no, no reason we should ever just give up and quit. God is there for us and he is there with us and he's wanting, he's wanting to help. He's wanting to be the answer for you uh, and whatever the problem may be. Don't ever give up. Just do, do what God would have you to do. You know, too many people go to God as the last resort whenever they have a problem. They want to try everything in the is to say under the moon to try to work things out themselves. And all they're doing is most of the time just making the situation get 
worse and worse. Instead of going to Christ as the last resort, he should be the first resort. He should be, whenever trouble comes your way, there should be no hesitation. He says, come unto me and I'll give you rest. I'll give you the answers you're seeking. I'll give you the help. But you've got to come. You've got to act on your own. You've got to have the initiative to go out and do it yourself. So that's what the victory that we have through Christ's death on the cross gives to us. We have an advocate that is there for us whenever and whatever the situation may turn against us. So we need to uh, glory, as the scripture says, we need to glory uh, in these situations. We need to be thankful that God gives us the opportunities just to show to others what he can do, what he has done. So we are to glory and all the, and I know it, how many here really looks forward to uh, trials and tribulations coming your way? Nobody does. But when they do, thankful that we have someone that we can go to, someone that we can turn to, that is always there, true and faithful, and will never, never let you down. So, as the scripture says, let us glory, let us be thankful that we have an advocate that we can go to that will bring us through. And we can always know that he's true and faithful. Now, in verse 3, it talks about that uh, tribulations, they produce uh, perseverance, also character, and hope. Uh, I believe uh, yeah, my Bible used the word patience instead of perseverance, but it means the same. It means that whenever troubles come our way, we are to endure. We're to have the patience or the perseverance to go all the way. Don't just go halfway and give up or don't give up from the very onset. But have the patience and the perseverance to see the problem through with God's help. Not just do it by yourself, but do it with the help of Christ walking and going with you. Persevere. Go all the way through. And also, by doing this, it said that tribulations also brings about or shows our character. Well, what's character? Your character shows who you really are. Shows the person that you really are. When trouble comes your way, do you calmly confront it? Or do you run around scatterbrained and trying everything in the world, nothing working? How do you handle situations? How do people see you in times of I won't say crises, but uh, when things aren't going good. If we can't handle our own situations, if we can't control our own self, then why would we even consider or think that someone else would come to us for help if they were having a problem? You don't want someone advising or helping you if they can't even control their own destiny or their own life. So character shows who you really are. How calm, how, how, how you approach situations, the reasoning and the soundness of the advice that you're seeking, that you're using. So... The main thing is 
verse 1 said that we are at peace with God. Yes, that's peace, that's the contentment and satisfaction that we have attained by knowing that Christ is our witness to help us and to go with us. Whatever our situation may be, that we have someone to see us through, to walk with us. And I used an example a while ago. You, we've all talked about the picture, of, uh, what is it called, the footprints in the sand, or uh, talk about a person having trouble, and they just saw the one set of footprints on the uh, sand on the coast. And, you know, the answer was, that was when Christ was carrying you. Those footprints was his. Your footprints didn't show up because he had you on his shoulders carrying you. And that's the way he is all the time. He will carry you through whatever the situation may persist. So never give up. Never, never give up. Come see, see the situation all the way through. Because the last thing that said that tribulations and trials brought to us was hope. The hope that we have through Jesus Christ. And I could say probably substitute the word knowledge for hope because we have the knowledge that no matter what, God is our, with us and for us. So it really isn't hope. It's the fact that we know for sure, we know without a doubt that whenever we call upon the name of God for our strength, our uh, answers, we know he's there. There's, there's no hope. Hoping he hears. We know without a doubt. So, don't, let's not use the word hope. Let's use the word knowledge or knowing that uh, we have someone that we can call upon any hour, any day, and no matter what the situation may be, knowing that he's there. <coughs> And will always be there. So it says that we were justified and we were reconciled by his blood. Knowing that as we near Easter, and we'll be uh, here in two or three weeks uh, celebrating uh, the resurrection of his son over death and the grave, that we are. By that one day, and every first Sunday of each month, we celebrate the communion table. That's what we're doing. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ overcame the grave and death. Celebrating the fact that we, as a child of God, have that same victory over the grave and death and that eternity eternal life is ours because one man died on the cross remember we talked about a week or two ago that sin came into the world through one man Adam but on the other end of the spectrum salvation and eternal life came into the world through the death of one man, Jesus Christ, on the cross. So that's what we are celebrating when we take communion. That's what we'll be celebrating on Easter morning when you gather for your sunrise services. The fact that Christ overcame the grave and death. And we too have that same assurance that if we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then that is a promise that has been made to us. That is a promise that will be kept. It will never be forfeited. So, as we go through our communions each month, just remember what it is that we're commemorating and celebrating that Christ died for us, that we, we were... And we are reconciled 
meaning we are brought into the family of God by the fact that Christ was willing to go to the cross and die for each one of us. It said there, he died for the ungodly. Who are the ungodly? Well, that was each one of us. We're all, or were, clumped into that one, one category. We all, at birth, were sinners. Nothing you did, nothing I did, it goes back to what we talked about in Adam and Eve, the disobedience there in the Garden of Eden. That brought sin, that brought death into being. And we were all penalized by that one sin. But we were also forgiven by the one death of Jesus Christ on the cross. So we were the ungodly until we come to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because it said, even while we were sinners, God loved us. He loved us enough that he would send his son down from heaven to take human form and to go through all of the troubles and heartaches and eventually the beatings and the death just for you and me. That we don't have to go through that. That we can, we can bypass any such because God loved us enough that he gave his son. And so the question is, are we basking in that glory today? Are we sharing that with others? You know, the Bible tells us we, when we light the candle, we're not to put a lamp over it and hide it. We're to let it shine. We're, we're to let it burn brightly. Let everyone see. Let everyone know what that candle represents. So are we basking in that limelight today? Are we doing what God would have us to do? What we need to do? Especially during this time period uh, leading up to Easter. The time that we talked about in our Ash Wednesday service that these 40 days was a day to examine ourselves and what, what are we doing? What can we do? What do we need to do? Well, we need to do all we can. And I know we're all busy. We all have jobs. We all have something uh, to do. But just how much time can we squeeze in to help someone come to know the triumph that Jesus Christ offers to them? How much time do we have? How much time are we willing to give? So as we come to the conclusion today, that would be the... Uh, <coughs> question I would have for you. What are we doing? Are we doing all we can? Is there more that we can do? Yes, as busy as we are, there's always time. We can always, you know, and I hear this all the time. I don't have time. Well, we're involved in too many things to start with. But yet, we're always able to find time to do the things we want to do. 
do we have time to find just a few moments to talk to someone about their relationship with Jesus Christ where they stand if they were to breathe their last breath tomorrow do you know what your eternity holds for you very simple either heaven or hell I mean that's one of two choices and we're all going to experience one of the two that's that's a given Hebrews 9 27 says it's given to man once to die and then to face judgment and we're all going to face that judgment whether we want to or not that's a you talk about predestination that is a appointment that's already been destined for each and every one that has ever been born you will stand before God in judgment. What's the outcome going to be? What's the outcome going to be? So as we come today and sing our invitational hymn, the question is to what can I do or what am I willing to do to bring the light of Christ into the world, into these people's lives that for whatever reason, and they'll take that, they'll, they've got their reason, I, we may not understand it, we may not accept it, but they'll give you a reason why they don't come to church or why they won't be no part of the church services. What? What are we telling these people? What, what are we taking to these people? What are we doing for these people? Do we want to sit down and go on living the life they're living? Knowing that they're doomed? Or do we want to enlighten them and bring the light of Christ into their life? What has it done? What has the light of Christ done for you in your life? And you don't want to share that with someone else. So as we sing our invitation to him, this is your invitation to make a commitment, as I said, to re-examine yourself, to see just what it is, what are my strong points, what are my weak points, get rid of those weak points, build on the strong points. 157. 157 is our invitation to him. And if you have anything to <coughs> converse one-on-one -on -one with God. He is right here this hour today waiting, ready to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. When we walk with the
go to the cross and die for each one of us and to forgive us of all of our sins and to give us the hope for tomorrow above all the eternal home that he has prepared for us in heaven that awaits us. Father, we just lift up again today the names of our loved ones who are suffering sickness, problems that just makes life difficult for them. We pray for the church in this congregation as we reach out into this community that we just do all we can build your children stronger and stronger. Now, Father, go with us to remainder of this day and bring us back tonight to our worship service. Then as we gather Wednesday night for this Bible study, bring us together, and then this coming weekend, be with the youth as they have their night, and then next Sunday, we gather again in your house to worship and praise you and your son. All these things, Father, we give thanks to today to you and your son for everything you have done for each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've done a ministry with people tomorrow night, and uh, they told me that after meeting for all of the uh, ministers of the Marshall of the Rutherford Parish to stay afterwards. So maybe that's the deal for you to got me on the phone to provide the churches. I'll know tomorrow night. Wednesday night, I'll know.